Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CSGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You could follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You could. Joined by Big Day. Bow. BWL Sports. Bow. Will the Go Godly. Will underscore Godly. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis. On the controls. Joey 1.2K. He is at Joey Spathis. We're CSGO underscore Bulls. Shout out to everybody who followed us today on the Twitter machine. Thank y'all. Crossing 8K. Hey. Easily. Well, I mean, easily. Easily. Also, easily. shout out to all of you out there who tune into us regularly and uh, did your part to tell your fellow Bulls fans to come follow leave. our team account. Shout out Red Hot Chili Peppers. We love you. <laughs> oh, is it just because you were just starting to sing the song easily? Yes, exactly why. <laughs> the jam. It's the whitest thing you've ever said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be here. Greatest rock uh, album I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Californication. Uh, That's the best one. It's a good one. Oh, it's um, amazing. Bulls are off today, but we're here talking, and we figured something we could talk about was... Some of the latest brilliant work from our guy, Willie Gottlieb, about some potential buyout market candidates. He is brilliant. The Bulls may want to take a look at because the Bulls have that open roster spot. And um, boy, I mean, Tristan Thompson, Patrick Beverly, who comes next in this great, great legacy. line of, well, we didn't make any trade deadline moves, but here, 14 oh. and 9. Oh, man. You excited? <laughs> you excited to talk buyout options? I am actually excited yeah. to talk buyout options because uh, I am good. a Bulls fan. I'm glad someone is. And I love this kind of shit. Because, so give I it am, all to me. Let's, let's be clear, Goat. I am not faulting you for the way that I feel about this, but as I was reading your buyout candidates column, I was like, don't want, don't want, don't want. <laughs> well, I made it very clear that, like, I think the Bulls fans have been conditioned to believe that this is going to be some like really important game changing signing because 14 and nine. But in, in reality, like these guys are, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel because they've yes. gotten traded around a bunch. And there's a reason there's a reason they're available right now. Mm-hmm. This is the time to make meaningful roster changes was the trade deadline. Correct. Was the draft was the off season. Correct. That has not happened. These are fringe moves and there's some interesting players that I think add value, but it's not going to be, you know, whether or not the Bulls go 14 or nine the rest of the way, I don't think is going to be, is going to hinge on whoever they do or don't sign here. Yeah. In the buyout market. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Rickski man who said, how the hell can you know uh, what to get on the buyout market when you haven't even tried out the stuff you have, meaning uh, on off the team and Adama Sanogo. Through is saying whatever helps us stay competitive. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the goal. Which is why I think, as much as personally as a Bulls fan, I am underwhelmed by their potential options on the buyout market, I would not be surprised to see AK address that open roster spot by adding somebody. Yeah. Because 
we have seen him do it two seasons in a row now. Yeah, and, and I'm curious to think what, what you guys feel should be the thing that's added. Because what's weird about this buyout market is there's actually options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's usually not options for the Bulls during this time. And they took <coughs> the best available person. And that's not a positive thing. Because usually the best available person definitely is going to have flaws in a buyout market. But this one, it feels like, okay, you want shooters? We got that. You want some size? We got that. You want some offensive rebounding and some defense? We got that. So it's just depending on, and I'm curious to, what, to know what you guys feel, what the Bulls actually need to keep going forward. Well, maybe before we get into that, we can just talk about how the Bulls can get into the buyout market and what kind of space mm-hmm. they have. Correct. Please tell us the financials, Goat. So right now, the Bulls obviously have... Uh, 14 roster spots out of 15. So they do have one empty roster spot. They, and right now, um, you're, you're not paying a full, like if you were to pay a, a veteran's minimum contract for the rest of the year, you're not playing the full veteran minimum. You're playing the prorated rate. So basically, right. you're paying for from now until the rest of the season. Right. So that number is approximately $700,000. And the Bulls are about $1.7 million away from the luxury tax. So they could sign someone for more than the vet men. So that actually gets them into a pretty decent spot with regards to maybe like outbidding some of these other teams that could be going after guys, um, which is, is great. They have the biannual exception, which is 4.5 million. Um, obviously they have the remaining mid-level exception that they did not use from the summer, which is 6.2 and the disabled player exception, which is 10.2. But as I mentioned, they're 1.7 away from the luxury tax mm-hmm. that could change depending on a few minor details in Kobe's contract. He has some incentives, but for all intents and purposes, they're going to be about 1.7 away from the tax, which is effectively their hard cap. Mm -hmm. But technically, their hard cap is the first apron, um, which they are allowed to hit. That's um, about like $7 million over the luxury tax. I have the number here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first apron is 172. The tax is 165. So they could, in theory, spend about 8.7, but um, I highly doubt they're going to be Spending like that. Let me ask you, um, when they sign, or if they can sign, you know, uh, a buyout player, is there a limit to the money of the buyout player that they can sign, or is it just open to whoever's out there? So usually the way it works is players will, um, let's let's do Kyle Lowry for example. He basically allowed Charlotte, who he was traded to, to have one point eight million dollars of his twenty nine million dollar contract back. They said he said, "You guys take this. You pay me the rest of it." and I'll go sign with another team. So then the 76ers gave him the difference. They gave him the 1.8. So he's still making the full amount of money from his contract this year, but the Hornets are paying for 27 and a half. Hornets pay for the bulk of it. And the Sixers are going to pay for the rest of it. So that's that's a situation. Um, in some cases, like in, in Joe Harris, for example, he's one of the guys we're going to talk about here. He's making about 20. Um, if he gets bought out, yeah, it would probably be, you know, $19 million and the new team pays $1 million. Mm. So that's kind of the way that it works. But then there's also guys who, you know, you could, I, I think you can sign on a multi-year contract at this point. Um, so in theory, you could like give a guy a little bit more money. Maybe he gets bought out for, you know, all but $1 million and you give him seven. So he's making a little bit extra. But usually the way that it works is that the team that you're on, they basically get like a discount of some small percentage they pay the rest and let you go elsewhere. The new team pays the difference. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Knight, shout out in the comments. A great pod. Who do you guys want to? Uh, who do you guys want from the buyout market? Amari Green saying if we can get a solid three and D wing, that'd be nice. 
What's up, Julia? Julia? Uh, Well, so let's start with a wing. Uh, Will, your list had a a handful of wings, a handful of uh, power forwards, a guard in there as well, although obviously we are all aware of the fact this is already a guard-heavy roster. So I I think most of us would probably agree with the the common-sense logic that if you're going to look to add on the buyout market, if you're AK and Eversley, it should be somebody who can play those, you know, the three and the four spots. Um, So let's start with, as you... Uh, mentioned in your column, Will, and uh, I agree. Noted Bulls killer, Firkin Korkmaz. Firkin Korkmaz. <laughs> Maybe the funnest NBA player name to say still. Still. Do, yeah. Is there anyone whose name is more fun to say? I literally just shouted it just for no reason at all. Like, Firkin yes, Korkmaz. Just Firkin Korkmaz. There's some football players that I think oh. I'd rather name, but. Sure. I also like when Dave says uh, Jakob Pertle. Yeah. <laughs> Joey likes to not say a lot of things. You should, you should listen to Joey when we're doing games. Joey's basically doing an imitation of me. Yep. <laughs> we're sitting over there watching games. It's Yaka. hilarious. So, it's I mean, pretty hilarious. Korkmaz has gone through a, a wide range, I think, of size of role for this Shut Sixers up. He's team. averaging two points a game? Yeah. Really? Well, That's real? Because he's, he's averaging 8.6 minutes per game. Like, he's basically but lost... Still, but- Whatever role used to exist oh for God. him. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. okay. So I was a little shocked there, by that. There you I was. see, I was not, you know, not even shooting 40% from the field. He That's is shooting wild. a respectable 35% from three, which yeah. I think most often has been the part of his game recognized and respected yes, sir. around the NBA. Yes, sir. Is that he can't kill you from that three-point line. Bulls fans have seen, seen him do it to us yeah. several times. That's why he's on that list of famed Bulls killers. Um, I, you know... Uh, Will, I guess the question, why did you have him on this list? Is it just because he's a wing with some size who can shoot? Pretty much. I mean, the the options are limited. I think the other piece there is his age. He's only 26, so it's not like you're just signing a 35-year-old guy who, like, may or may not actually have anything left in the tank. Like, a lot of these guys, Danilo Gallinari, Joe Harris, um, Marcus Morris, are, are older guys that have kind of fallen out of the rotation with their respective teams, and now you're just kind of like, I assume they can still play, and maybe they were just out of the rotation for some reason, but maybe what if they can't, and now you've just wasted this buyout opportunity on a guy. So Korkmaz, you know he's still, like, the athleticism is still going to be there. Um, and he had a couple of games, I think the Sixers were trying to, like, put him on display a little bit. Uh, he had a seven, 19-point uh, game the other day in 22 minutes, 5 of 6, 3 6 of 8 from the field. He had a 10-point game following that. Uh, three of four from the field, one of one on three. So when he gets minutes, I think he can shoot it. He's not a great defender, but he's six seven. He's long, and he's the right age. And I think if you are the, this Bulls team, you need some wings. You don't know what's going on with Patrick at this point. Right. Troy Craig's been kind of out, and Korkmaz is not a you know big four, mm-hmm. but he can maybe play some three and push Demar up to the four. You can play Caruso out there. Um, I just I think he gives you some versatility, some some creativity, and some scoring um, at the right age range. I think that that matters to me here. Yeah, I, he, his size at 6'7 gives you options. And the Bulls don't have a lot of options, you know, because of the smaller guards that they have. You can't – it's hard to cheat with them at other positions unless they're just elite at certain things like Alice Caruso. He's elite exactly. defensively. You can cheat with him at a power forward position. But the Bulls need guys – that have size. They they lack it, especially at those wing positions. So, Firkin Korkmaz has murdered the Bulls constantly. <laughs> All the time. He's always destroying them. So, I feel like 
even watching him, how he plays and how he sets up in Philly, he fits a rotation that moves the ball. And the Bulls feel like a rotation that moves the ball. We we, we watched it yesterday, especially it, watching uh, Kobe White, how he rotated the ball. I'm, I'm immediately thinking of the Kobe White play where he rotated the ball to Dave Terry for his only three-pointer of the game. So when you get a guy like Furkan Korkmaz in there, who's going to be set up at the three-point line to allow him to get the ball and move in rotation, it fits. It fits the Chicago Bulls, especially with his size and what he can do. Now, he's not a great defender. You know, it's not what he does, but he's tall enough to cheat. And the Bulls, at this point in time, just need guys that can give you something that's lacking and cheat on the rest of it, whether it's the offensive side or the defensive side. Freaking Corkmaz can definitely do that because he can light your ass up because he can shoot the bet, the dang really on basketball. He can really shoot the ball. And it's something that the Bulls do not have. It's somebody teams have to actually worry about. They have to start get worrying about certain guys like Ayo Dusumu mm-hmm. and, and other and Kobe White, you know, and other guys like that. But Furkin Korkmaz comes in, it's immediately somebody you're like, what does he do best? He shoots. Yeah. So teams already are going to be like, well, I, I should look at him. I know that he can shoot the basketball. So they need some people who can cheat at certain positions, and Furkin Korkmaz can fit that role for the Bulls if they decide to go that way. The other thing that you kind of touched on there that I want to emphasize is the movement shooting. Yes. He's he's a guy that's going to come off screens. He's a guy yes, that you yes. can run actions for off the ball, coming off pin downs, doing some weak side stuff when DeMar is isolating on the strong side. You put him on a strong side corner when there's a pick and roll or a post up for Vooch, and he forces the defense to, to drag out there and can really, I think, help the spacing on this team. So um, he, he's also Turkish. AK's got the European connection. Owner Alpha team is Turkish, so maybe there's some – continuity there but uh yeah i think again in a group of like not super exciting options he was up there for me i don't appreciate that while i'm actually having a seat (laughs) (laughs) i waited Uh, (laughs) shout out to our guy fish who sarcastically said in the comments for concord is a defensive monster uh and that the uh the sharks start circling as soon as he checks in that is something that would be uh you know, a detractor reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you yes, give to get he, he gives you that shooting. He is not going to give you anything on the defensive. He's not. He's a, he's a kind of give to get kind of yeah. player. You know what I mean? Like, what do you most value on your team? Is it the shooting or is the defense or is it defense? And I think and Bulls fans have been driven crazy for the last few years how this roster has been assembled. Yeah, with. We've got a bunch of one-way players and not enough two-way players. A lot. Whether it's Zach and Demar on the offensive end, it being defensive liabilities. Right. Bulls fans also making that argument with Vooch at times. Right. And then defensive aces like Alex Caruso, yep. Javante Green. Yeah. Like, okay, but like, what have you done for me as far as bucket getting? <sighs> Who? And like, with, like this there season because of the out of nowhere shooting numbers for Caruso. Now Caruso can make an argument as a two-way player, but yeah. so many one-way players. And you're like just you know banging your head against a brick wall saying, "I, if we sign one more one-way player, I'm going to lose it. But again, this is not like you're going <laughs> shopping for stars here. This is right. mm-hmm. 12th men who can step in and give you some minutes when right. guys ahead of them are injured. Yes. Even Patrick Beverly, I think, was a pretty rare case of a guy stepping up and contributing in the way that he did. Sure. Um, I, I think that the element of movement shooting is really important, and the Bulls don't have anybody that can do that. We're going to see the Cavs tomorrow. They've got Sam Merrill. They've got Max Struess. Uh, Darius Garland can do it in certain instances. They've got guys that can really put pressure on you coming off of screens, and 
whether or not you play that guy for 36 minutes a night, like to be able to go to that if you want to, I think is a really valuable weapon mm-hmm. that the Bulls just have not had for years. And like you can point to Zach and Kobe. Well, you know, they run some pin down stuff for Zach, but like one, he's obviously been out all year. Yes, and two, he the ball stops with him when he does that. It and they does. don't really it doesn't allow you to get shots off. You you kind of wait for the defense to reset and then he's trying to get downhill. With Kobe, he's done a lot of great stuff, but a lot of it's kind of spotting up and, and relocating, but he's not necessarily like you know, that sort of traditional Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton type of two guard mm. that's coming off of screens that I think can really just put some pressure on that weak side defense and open some stuff up for you on the strong side. Mm. Bulls not quite legend, Rip Hamilton. Not quite legend. Um, Man, I was excited when they signed John him. Brennan in the comments saying uh, <laughs> that is young should be the Bulls' tro- top priority. I don't believe it's official and that he signed, but it sounded like the report from yesterday that he is agreeing to go to Phoenix. Yes. He, I believe he did yes. sign. And give, yeah, I believe oh, he did. Uh, it's a wrap. Uh, and give that it. playoff bound team a, yeah. a much needed boost of depth in their front court. Yes. I, I did see a lot of Bulls fans on Twitter over the last, you know, 40 hours. be like, oh my gosh, can we somehow get that young back in a Bulls jersey? Because. He was, you know, beloved and appreciated in his brief stint I didn't here. believe it the second not, he was out there. Yeah. No. Unlikely to happen and now officially unhappy. That's a good point, though. It's not just that, like, the Bulls get to decide who they want here. You're competing with other teams. And for a lot of these guys who are Who are going vets, to the big boy playoffs. They want to go to the big boy playoffs. <laughs> they want to go compete for championships. The Bulls can't That's offer that. They can offer uh, a chance to yeah, be a, right con- a contributor on a play-in team. And, you know, a team that can try to fight and claw its way into the playoffs. But that is something that the Bulls are going to have to compete with if we're uh, talking about competition. We talking about competition? Yeah. Not a game. Not a game? <laughs> we talking about competition. Not the playoffs. No, no, no. I, I want to I send a shout-out to, to our guy Alex uh, Melville over here who says he's – Joey, get that, get that graphic ready. He's got himself a Sub-Zero shirt heading to the land down under. Let's go. He's got that shirt, ladies and gentlemen, and you can get yourself one to the CHGOlocker.com, the shirt or the hoodie. Now available in the hoodie. You can get it. They both fly, and they both look good. We still got at least a few months of hoodie weather. Oh, yes. On the horizon. Oh, I don't yeah. know what's going on in land down under season wise, but yeah. when they come from the land Chicago down folks. under summer, summer down there. Yeah. He's a man at work. Flip. He's a man at work. <laughs> Matt caught it. Matt the only one that caught it. Matt the only one that caught that. Two, I got thank it. You. That's I got two it. Colin thank Hay you. references <laughs> on our Bulls podcast in the span of like a month. Yeah, I'm out. I'm pretty Which impressed. even as a multiple in a span yeah. of a month is like I'm not even mad. Let's just, yeah, let's just throw out some Colin Hay shout Why outs. not? Toss some shout outs out there, man. Dude's got some bangers. <laughs> I mean some serious bangers. But shout out. Make Put sure Colin you are in the next Super Bowl halftime <laughs> show. Yes. He he can carry it. You can dance if you wanna. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave your friends behind. If they don't then they ain't no friends of mine. Shout out to everybody who's got that Kobe White shirt or hoodie. Make sure you get one if you don't have one. It is completely dope, completely fly. You should have one on your body. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Larry Strickland, shout out in the comments. My How man, Larry. Order take been waiting. Lair. So you Lair. like we make them available to order <laughs> as they are getting sent to be made. Yeah. So like I think the first batch of Sub Zero Ts are right. just getting ready to be shipped out they, so. they they have to be fresh like some donuts larry that's mm-hmm. all they's gotta be fresh like some donuts so we make them to order to make sure you get the best one possible bro yeah trust me we ordered ours 
You know what I mean? We we understand how this process works. But when you get it, oh my God, you're gonna be the freshest one in the neighborhood. I promise you that. Oh my God. Promise you that. Um okay. let's uh take a quick first break here and then we'll come back, dive into some more names. I saw somebody in the comments mentioned Fournier. Yeah. We will get to him. He's on our list. Uh as well as many more. Uh we'll talk Joe Harris, we'll talk Bertans. Uh, Daniel House. Plenty more names to get to. We'll touch on several on the other side. While we're doing that, you know what to do. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. Helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. I see you, Dan. Our guy Joey needs his thumbs. Uh, and make sure, if you aren't already, that you go ahead and also subscribe to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Talking away. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about real quick? To say, uh, yes, come in. Hit me. Hit me in the face with some comment love, baby. Dave, it's sick. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Slap. Something we can all get behind <laughs> for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of you us like who share it. Mm, yes. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van, shout out Lisa. Or whether you have a whole fleet of shipping trucks, shout out George, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Dave? Why don't you ask me that question right there, man? I'm so glad you asked me that. Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, as Matt tells you, good for you. And also, don't wait. Start making your plans today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? I did say comment.com slash clean. Yes, go now and see how Going Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Woo! Uh, today's pod here at CHGO Bulls also brought to you by Price Picks. Mm. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Shout out. It's a whole freaking continent. <laughs> We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Oh. It's just you against the numbers. Right. No other competitors. Right. Uh, not even AK. You don't even have to be competitive against AK. It's wow. just you versus the numbers. Getting the digs in. Uh, instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and maybe AK, you pick more or less on two to six different player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Hello, winnings. Prize picks is a lot of fun. I enjoy playing it. Um, winning up to 25x the money that I put down this NBA season. Just mm -hmm. select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entries. You know who's cashed me on prize picks more than once? Who that is? I have Zumu. Hey. Kobe White. Hey. Just roll with it, man. Splash. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy that you're, so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So say you're doing it with uh, NBA basketball. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, mm -hmm. shout out Lonzo Ball, 2021-22 season. Wow. Uh, that <laughs> player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. We all know how frustra 
frustrating it can be when there isn't one because we've all yes. been in that scenario if we play a lot of dfs if we play a lot of fantasy if we do some parlaying and whatnot uh prize picks is really simple to play make my picks submit my entry in less than 60 seconds i yep. always have that like mental alarm like ooh, tip off in 15 still got plenty of time to get my prize picks in the they alarm. also have quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types that's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app Go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. Ooh, That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO. Mm. Use code CHGO. Daily fantasy sports made easy. No, I immediately thought of Seinfeld when you said mental alarm. That was my first thought yeah. right there. Why didn't you set your mental alarm? I trusted you, Jerry. He's supposed to give him to the race. I know we understand what I'm saying. Supposed to get him to the race. I guess I go. I guess I hit the snooze. <laughs> Great show on his mental alarm. On his mental I love alarm. It. I guess I hit the snooze. The brilliance of these jokes, man. <laughs> Shout out to Seinfeld, man. What a brilliant show. They will be quoted often on here. I mean, tune in. A classic. <laughs> Absolute classic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with the papayas. <laughs> I can't mince. <laughs> I'm not like a diehard Seinfeld guy, but that is one. Of, that's my favorite. That don't even get me started on the papayas. That's like my favorite line. When Kramer's banned from the fruit stand, yeah, oh, it man. is so good. That was really good, man. It's like a B12 shot. <laughs> uh, you know who's not as fresh as a fruit stand? Tell me. But is on our list of buyout candidates? Yes. Evan Fournier. Let's, and, talk, oh, let's, let's talk Fournier for a second. Fournier. Somebody in the comments was talking about him. So happy to be out of um, New York. Did, did you guys see the uh, the love that Vooch gave Fournier when he got traded? And I did. Is uh, anticipating getting on the bio market. He was clearly not happy yes. with his lot in life Correct. over there in New York. Um, there you see some of his stats from this season. Again, just like uh, freaking Corkmouse, not uh, really regularly playing uh he oh is this true will he only has three appearances thus far this season uh was when i wrote it wow he wow. got he's still technically a member of the pistons um and i'm not sure if he's played in any games since then so those stats might be uh, a couple days outdated but he really fell out of the rotation even when injuries started to pile up in new york and yeah this is exactly the scenario i was talking about it's like do you really want to take a risk on a guy who I mean, he's only 31. It's not like he's in his late 30s here, but right. he's been out of the rotation. He has not really factored into the next rotation in the last couple of years. Um, but he had some productive moments this past summer in the World Cup. And obviously, he's got a great relationship with Vooch playing together in Orlando for many years and being super competitive there in the 1-8 uh, you know, matchups of the playoffs. And also... He played for Denver when Arturis was an executive there. Ooh. So there's there's another connection for you. Connection. Well, we to clarify, he has not yet taken the court since getting traded to the Pistons. Two games inactive for both. Yes. But you'll continue to talk about how he balled out in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was great. France was awesome. And I think what he kind of showed in that is that he's got – this kind of combination of not just shooting, but also shot creation. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be necessarily just like Korkmaz where he's coming off of screens. He can do that. Forking. And I think that's, that's where the versatility is, but he's also, I think able to create a little bit. He was like a three ish assist per game guy for 
uh, the majority of his prime. So it's like he can handle the ball a little bit. He can create plays. He can come off screens. He's obviously got good chemistry with Booch and playing off of him. Uh, so I think that actually could work really well. Uh, it's just a matter of whether he actually gets butt out. It's an assumption, I think, at this point that he will, but he has not yet. And he is with the Pistons. And, um, you know, the Pistons just traded for some money Fontecchio. They obviously got rid of Alec Burks and Boyan, so there's a chance that they want him to stay and contribute and add some more shooting. That was a real priority for them, uh, just to put floor spacing around side uh, Cade and Ivy and Asar Thompson and all those guys. So um, not a guarantee that he'll even be available, but I feel like this could be a pretty good um, just match. Mm. Just screams Goran Dragic to me. Like, Ooh. I know that that was a, a minor Dragic free agency like signing in addition, I but... I guess, oh, was, and uh, it's crazy 31. that I saw that when uh, you were doing your breakdown in these uh, in this column, and I was like, Evan Fournier is only 31? Yeah. I could have sworn he was 37 mm. or 38. Mm. Dude's been around forever. You don't think he could get a little, a little hot from the line right there, anything like that? Because they need anybody that can shoot an average percentage from three-point line, man. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he is a career 37.8% three-point shooter I mean, on 5.2 attempts per bro, game. So he, the Bulls could hey, legit use a 37-38% three-point shooter. High volume, like high efficiency. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> They're not even tonight. playing tonight. But no, they not even playing tonight. Right. Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> Send them to practice tonight. We can use him right now. Now, uh, oh my God! I need Fournier like I've never needed him before. <laughs> oh, I can't believe they give us microphones. Oh, no. um, <laughs> hey, speaking of guys who uh, I am not excited about, mm-hmm. Killian Hayes. Here's another name. That's your boy. Okay, he. I, I love Killian I, I Hayes. Was, I was high on him yes. coming out of that draft class. Colossally high. And I was like, I know that his handles are not ambidextrous. I remember, but he can fix that. I was here for all of it, and he, I loved his playmaking. Yes. Uh, coming into that draft. Where you go, man? Uh, I've watched what he's done in the NBA <laughs> since he got here and then said, boy, was I wrong about Killian Hayes. <laughs> there you see his numbers this season. Uh, he's averaging Yo. 24 minutes a game for Detroit in his 42 games played thus far. So of the names we've talked about thus far, he is actually <sighs> someone who's playing real minutes this season. Yeah. Um, you know you know what, Matt? Uh, Though, you know what is wild? The most depressing thing about those numbers that we're looking at right now. Yes. Seven is, points, five assists, uh, bad overall uh-huh, field goal percentage, uh-huh. not great, not even shooting 30% from three, 66% free throws. The What's mo- the worst part? The most depressing thing is his age. He's 22. Is he's 22 years old. Because you're like looking at that, and I don't see anything in the numbers that says I'm going to grow. Because usually – uh, Will, when you see guys with a bad three-point percentage, they have a high field goal percentage. And you're just like, oh, you just can't shoot. We can fix that. Or you see a guy with a low field goal percentage but a high three-point percentage. Oh, you just need the ball to go inside. You need to get a mid-range game together or something like that. Oh, you can't shoot free throws. You know, we can work on your free throw shooting. I, it's rare to see a guy at that age who needs to work on all three. And <laughs> to see him be like, you need all help at all three. You can't play for the Chicago Bulls, bro. 
We don't need any more projects. We don't need another hero. We don't need many more of these things, all right? We need somebody that can come in immediately and help the team. I don't need another project. If yeah. Matt's giving up on you, then I'm giving up on you. We, uh, Ryan in the comments uh, said, with Hayes, you have to take the bet that Detroit screwed him up and the Bulls can fix him somehow. See, I don't need and, that. And Ryan said, I don't know if they can. But, bro, they, he's bad at literally field goal, three-point, yeah. and free throw. They're saying this guy cannot shoot. He's yeah. bad at all three. Like I can't I can't help that, Will. So, I actually think he is – he was number two on my list, but – I kind of think I could make a case for him being number one on my list. Oh, talk me into it, Will. Here's the deal. The Bulls, here's the deal. <laughs> what the Bulls the are, deal? The Bulls are not in a position where they can pass up on potential talent. They didn't have a first-round draft pick this past year. Okay. They don't have one next year in all likelihood because it's going to the Spurs. Yes, sir. They need to take swings on upside when those swings are available. Yeah. And they, the Bulls, in theory, could sign any buyout target right now to a multi-year contract it's very rare but it does happen um so they could bring him in and this is why you bring in peter Patton to develop jump shooters because this guy killian hayes he's a very good passer he's got great size he cannot shoot the basketball whatsoever at all he's a very 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 bad shooter but if you are thinking yeah but if you are thinking long term here and you're in a position where you are not trading guys to get future assets like you got to find the assets somehow. And to me, Killian Hayes is a diamond in the rough where maybe he turns out, maybe he doesn't, but you bring him into your team. And if he works out and you can kind of develop his jump shot at all, great. And if not, it's like on a veteran minimum, you don't have to play him this year. You're playing well without him. I just think this is more of an upside swing than anything else. And look, we've learned the hard way as, as people who follow the Bulls that a lot of times – Growth does not happen instantaneously. A lot of times you need a change of scenery in order to really hit your stride. And I'm not saying that Killian Hayes is going to be a great player, but he has some nice tools. He's young. He's got upside. And I feel like if you are confident in your player development staff, why not give this guy a chance? I can tell you why not. <laughs> because it is a waste of time to bring in a guy who can't help you right now. The Bulls clearly want ah. somebody who can help you mm. today, Right now, See? those three phases, when you're field goal, free throw, and, th and three-point, and you're trash at all of them, you can't help me right now at this point in time. Also, Killian Hayes is the point guard. I don't need help at that position either. I don't need that right now. I need I – need, give me a three, give me a four, great. I'll take all that. Mm -hmm. But I need somebody who can do it today. Today, so if, I think if you brought me him at the beginning of the year and Peter Patton can work with him and all that shit, great, wonderful. I'm cool with it, but I need somebody who can come in and actually contribute uh, right now, and Matt Peck has something to say. Well, yeah, that, see, that's where I would disagree <laughs> uh -huh. with your logic. I think that AK shares that line of thinking, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how buyout you know, uh, waivers, or not waivers, but sure. buyout flyers work. Sure. I want somebody who can come in and help this team right now for the remainder of the regular season and maybe a postseason. Mm -hmm. That is why they went and got Pat Beverly. Yeah. That is probably what they're looking to do right now. Sure. I don't give a rat's ass 
about what happens between now and April because I know that nothing significant by my standards as a Bulls fan is -hmm. happening between Mm -hmm. now and April. Mm -hmm. I don't give a crap about, hypothetically speaking, Killian Hayes helping this team between now and April 2024. Mm -hmm. If they were to take a swing on a previous lottery pick blue chip prospect who did not flourish the way that the team that drafted him wanted him to, but might still be salvageable at only 22 years old, I'm thinking further down the road than 14 and nine after the all-star break. Matt, that's that, why I don't care about the, we, we need him to help us right now. Cause I think that's focusing on the wrong, the wrong shit. Well, that road is ass because if you're talking and focusing on that road, well, you have to factor in other guys like Kobe white. You have to factor in Lonzo ball at the same time, Matt, even though Matt Lonzo ball is going to be, you say he's 22 Lonzo ball is 24. You have to factor in those things right there too. him coming back and being a person that can actually. You're, you're talking about the Bulls. log jam in the backcourt. Yes. Okay. It's colossal. With it's Kobe, it's a constipation going with on. With Kobe back there. and his ascension this season, I agree. I'm. I'm. And again, I'm, I was Wait, just Kobe and I. I was just talking through the logic and of Caruso. What's more important right now? The remaining 28 games. But or, no, you can't. You can't use that logic with a guy like Kenny Hayes, who you like is a project. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody who needs to help you right now. Fuck these. No, no, I'm talking about now. So uh, that we clearly disagree on that. Okay. I don't want him to help us right now. <laughs> I don't care and would rather AK look silly uh, in his insistence on remaining competitive for the rest of the season. And as far as using Lonzo as an example of the backcourt logjam, uh, I'm sorry. Lonzo's NBA career is, I, I hope I'm wrong, over. No, it's not over. But even if it's not, again, we've talked about this, I think – it's unlikely that he is on the Bulls next year, even if he is healthy, because the Bulls need to clear out space so that they can bring back DeMar yeah. so that they can bring back Patrick Williams. So to me, and I agree with you, Matt, that like positional need, I think it matters on the buyout market. Um, win now talent typically matters on the buyout market. This instance is so rare where you find a guy who's literally on his rookie contract getting mm-hmm. cut. That just mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And so you, I think it's a just a different scenario. You need to treat it differently because this is a chance to basically get a flyer on a young guy. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I totally agree that like, I would even like, if you wanted a flyer on a young guy and you wanted to go out and get one of these other guys that we've talked about for the prorated veterans minimum, like cut somebody on the back end of your roster and bring in both of them. But like, I just think the Bulls are in a position right now where acquiring talent has to be First and foremost, but I think would, that matters more than the best case scenario year, with Killian is, is, is significantly higher, I think, than the best case scenario with basically any of the other guys that we're going to talk about. But how about. is this talent is my question. What do you mean? What have you seen him do to be like, OK, yeah, this dude could be something. I mean, I haven't seen it in the NBA, but he showed. He this, showed this, enough, this, this is the NBA. He showed enough flash to get drafted seventh overall. He's 20, that don't mean shit. He's Fifth. 22 years old. But that, none of that means Seven. anything. But but what have you would seen be the him first, do since he's been here in the you, league? You've never seen a player not play make su- and you've never play seen a player not succeed in their first yeah. two or three years and then come around and make a difference. But not, dude, he's done nothing. And I'm not I'm not putting Absolutely, all my on a no no hold on on a team that lost like 85 games in a row. He's done nothing, and you're talking about let me go ahead and take a chance on a dude who's on a team that's ass. No. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense at all. He's done nothing, bro. Nothing. Nothing. 
I Tell just, me something he's done I'm and then looking, I can argue with you. I'm looking at the list of the rest of the guys and I'm just not, I don't, I don't, that's part of the argument is I don't, I don't know what else is out there that's even, like you said, helping them today. I don't know what's out there that's like being a huge help today. Dude, for cork marks can help you, help you today more than Killian Hayes can help you today. Sure, but. That's a fact. Yes, he can help you more today, but how much more? More than him! <laughs> more than that! That's a development of pro- We are not in a position to develop another guard. We are not in that position at all. They don't deserve to be in that position, dog, to develop another guard on a team that's completely trash. No, absolutely not. You should not take any kind of time and waste it on Killian Hayes right now. Nothing I, has said Killian Hayes I should think, be wasted that time I think time Killian on. Hayes is not an ideal example of the larger argument of help you now versus help you maybe later if it's a young player who still has some untapped potential. You got to show me something. Ben Simmons shows you that he could be an NBA player, and if you're going to take a flyer on him, has, fine. Has I can he? take a flyer on Ben Simmons. Has he? Recently? Dude, he's all like, NBA, all-star. Yes, I can make that argument. I can't make the argument for Killian Hayes is my point. I can't point to he nothing. He averaged 10 points and six assists and a steal and a half last year. It's not like – I agree, he can't shoot. That's the first thing I've said about him. But I just feel like there is something in there that maybe you can try to get out. And to me – taking swings on talent, whether or not it helps you right now, I think should still be a priority for this team. Not at that – no, I disagree, especially at that position. If he's playing a four or he's playing a three, I'm with you. I already got Kobe White at that position. I already got Ayo DeSumo at that position. I already got a dude named Lonzo Ball who's trying to combat at that position. I'm not going to go get Killian Hayes and then try to develop that dude to put him at the same position? I, Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, we got to move on. And I've, that part of your argument, I, I am with other than I still don't think you can use Lonzo as a part of that argument. That's fine. Okay. Take Lonzo away. Yeah. Is he, he ain't better than Kobe. He's not better than no, Io. I, again, again, I'm not arguing any of that. <laughs> sorry. I'm arguing. Actually, I, no. Fuck I'm, sorry. I'm not apologizing. I, like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> there are at least a couple people in the comments. Eric saying, I would welcome Killian. He can play. He can, uh, he can play make and play defense. We've got the best shooting coach in the NBA. I don't know about that, but the Bulls <laughs> certainly seem like they have a good shooting coach finally now. Uh, Chase and Ashland saying, we've got great player development. Have you seen Kobe White and I? Yeah, like there is potential. Like, Killian Hayes could fix his shot, but whatever. Connor, Connor puts can a I well, focus too. on Dalen? Connor says fixing Dalen first. He's been objectively awful while having ample opportunity to develop, which I think is a fair point. I don't see Mm -hmm. how that changes with a significantly limited role. That said, taking a shot at potential is fine. So I mean, you're right, Dave. He's he's there's no way he's coming over from the Pistons and getting more playing time. And he started basically the entire season for them. But yeah, I I do. If you can point to me and tell me what you've seen to be like, okay, I can take a flyer on this guy. Then 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 I'm. Open. I'm all ears. If you can point to me and tell me, like, okay, this dude could be that dude, then I'm all ears, man. But you can't. You can't point, sit there and be like, oh, he was good at this, this, and this. He's been ass, bro. Like, he's been pure D, 100% ass. Uh, okay. We, uh, let's take our second break. Then we'll come back. <laughs> we'll hustle through some other names. Noted. Killian Hayes. Dave says nay. Uh, <laughs> hit that like button if you didn't do it the first time around on the first ad break. Subscribe to CHO Sports YouTube channel. Big Dave, tell us about the wonderful fine people and their great products at Empire Today. Empire Today! 
Because all they do is floors, 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 no matter what. It's what they do. Because with Empire Today, you get to shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and, of course, the always low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they got them copycats out there. People who are trying to do what they do. But guess what? They can't do what they do. Because Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. So you know what the competitors do? Let me tell you what they do. They advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting the flooring in their home that they would not put in their own. Whatever they got on their own floor... They wouldn't do it in their own home. So why would they put you in that situation? Empire cares about you, y'all. They wouldn't do something like that. Because Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. That is bars, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, they got the virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just go ahead, snap a pic right there. That's all you got to do. And guess what? Instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You walk in, you see young Taylor, who's 15 years old, who's only been there two weeks. Hey, I'm going to help you right now. I need you to come on. What are you doing right here? I've only been here two weeks. Oh, I can get you a Swiffer. You need a Swiffer? <laughs> no, Taylor. I don't need a Swiffer. I need some floors. I don't know what that means right there. Well, he can't help you. Quit shopping at them big box stores. They ain't got no love for you. Empire prides themselves on convenient at home, shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their homes, lighting, and decor. <laughs> you like that? That's what that's <laughs> Universal Science. Yeah, that's the universal for decor. Always looking right so they can make an informed decision. There's nobody up on this panel who loves making more informed decisions than the GOAT. You must make an informed decision, and Empire will help you do that. And the servant, listen, they service their own warranties. Mm -hmm. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. Not anybody else to the left, not anybody else to the right. Straight down the pipe, you call Empire, and they service all the warranties themselves. You won't have to track down the manufacturer's phone number. Oh, my God, where is it? I forgot where I put it. No! Only one number you got to know. And that's Empires, y'all. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off. Oh, that's sexy. $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com. CHGO for details. You want the number for the warranty and everything? I'm going to give it to you right now. 588 Two, three hundred. Pack Empire today. Ow! Thank you, Joey. Uh, real quick, shout out to our newest CHGO, Die Hards. 
who have joined the fam. John, Nathan, Andrew, Raymond, Joe, and Matt. Shout out to you, Matt. Great name. Good job. <laughs> um, wonderful benefits. You know them. Uh, including the great stuff from Willie Gottlieb that we keep for Diehards Art only. Including a Diehards mailbag. That's dropping uh, very soon. Of course, some of that wonderful NFL draft coverage that's right around the corner from our guys over there at CSGO Bears. Adam Hogue and his draft work included. It'll be our turn with the NBA draft coming up this summer. The Bulls actually have their own first-round pick. Will Godley's favorite time of the year. Bada-bing. Yes. Uh, And then, of course, discounts not only at the Merch Locker every time you shop, but discounts for all of our fun events, parties, hangouts, takeovers, which, by the way, next CHGO takeover on deck. Tell me. CHGO Blackhawks. Their crew. Yes. Sunday, February 25th. Yes. Weekend, 5 o'clock puck drop. Feel Love that. Feel and it's Chris Chelios' jersey retirement. Oh! Night. Come on out. You better Come have yourself in the place. Sign up to be a diehard first so you get a discount on that CSGO Blackhawks takeover yes. coming up later this month. Yes. Uh, okay, gentlemen. Let's uh, fly through these because we got several more names to get through. Uh, I know you included him in your column uh, goat, but Marcus Morris sounds like he's heading to Minnesota. According to the Pat Bev Pod. According to the Pat Bev Pod, breaking news, including where Pat Bev was getting traded to before Woj broke that. <laughs> Wonderful. So no need to waste any time on Marcus Morris. Let's talk Danilo Gallinari because Bulls. Uh, I saw some fans in the comments asking for some power forwards, some more size. There you see some of his stats from this season. Um, he's uh, he's at least shooting above thirty five percent from three. Uh, this is, as you noted in your column, Will, somebody that was kind of connected to the Bulls a little bit in free agency two years ago when he ultimately went to Boston and then tore his ACL. Yes. And now you're thinking, okay, you know, he's he's had an ACL recently. He's 35. Can this guy actually help you? Why did you include him, Will? Well, he is perhaps the farthest away from Killian Hayes that you can get uh, as far as old and can shoot old and can shoot and is you know good size he's 68 uh no 610 excuse me six ten. Yeah, the rooster um according to uh, basketball references his nickname uh 610 he can really shoot the ball uh career 38% three point shooter on 5.8 attempts per game but i mean he went through a stretch there during his prime and before um, you know, during kind of the, the late Denver and the Clippers days where he was shooting 39% on six and a half attempts. So really elite shooter. He played a year with Billy Donovan, I believe, in OKC in 19 and 20. Um, and yeah, I mean, he if he still has it, that's kind of the risk with these type of players is he's 35, 36 years old. He is a year plus removed away from an ACL surgery. Is he really going to be able to contribute um, or is it just really the idea of him that's left? And Ooh. I think he kind of showed a little bit this year that he can still play, but um, obviously he would not be like 36 minutes a night kind of player. Right. But I think having that sy- sort of synergy, similar to some of these other connections on our list here, um, you know, at a position of need, providing a element of need, right? The shooting, he's not going to be a movement shooter, but he can really space out the floor and create a little bit. So if he still got it, I think he could be really productive. I think you're going to have to, beat out some other contenders. I feel like a team like the Suns would really uh, put him in a, in a great position. So we'll, we'll just kind of see what's out there. But, um, yeah, I think he could be one of the better options just as far as adding that element of shooting that this team really needs. Uh, pique your curiosity or interest at all, Dave? Yeah, honestly, he does. 
He he really does. He he feels like one of those guys that I want, and that kind of fits with the Bulls. Um, you need size. Let's start there. I'm not saying he's going to be in there banking with you getting, you know, rebounds and stuff like that. That's not what he does. But you need somebody that has some size that's not a guard <laughs> on this team. We have a million guards. So you got somebody that could play the three, the four, and cheat at the five if you need to. You can cheat with it. Not saying it's going to work because Gallinari can't play center, all right? He can't play five. No. But you can cheat there if you if you decide to. You have someone who has been in the league long enough and has a cold-blooded streak in him. You know, somebody who can hit those shots for you, who's not afraid to take the shots, which is the most important part, I thought to me, is a person that's not afraid to take those shots. Gallinari will take those shots, absolutely. You give it to him within the rhythm of the offense, he's open. He's going to pull the trigger on that. If it goes in, we'll see. But he's not afraid to take those shots at all. Um, and you got a guy that you can play either either at the starting position or you can bring him off the bench. Like, he fits in in that kind of way for the Chicago Bulls. So I, I like his style, and I like the way he plays. Um, I like the fact that he's a veteran, and the Bulls are lacking a lot of that, you know what I'm saying, on their team. And – I just, I just feel like he fits on this team. I, I really like his fit on the Chicago Bulls with uh, Gallinari. I do. Uh, our guy Fish in the comments said he runs like three miles an hour. Yeah, he would fit in swimmingly. Yes. Or I guess you could say he would fit in treadingly with this Bulls Ooh, offense that ranks 30th the in the NBA in pace. The bars. Uh, <laughs> Did, weren't the Bulls after him? For a season, like yeah, I, I mentioned, like the, like there it, were right. talks tying him to the Bulls in that uh, free agent summer of twenty two. Right, right, right. Okay, almost so, right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then he went to Boston instead because right. who wouldn't go play for the Celtics? Because he tore instead it, of going to the Bulls, tore up his uh, ACL or something like yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended up there. So yeah, there was mutual. Uh, well, I shouldn't say mutual. Uh, there was at least I one say way mutual. Right, exactly. There was one Bull, way. Bulls had a crush on Danilo Gallinari, <laughs> yes. and he kept them hardly in the friend Correct, zone. correct. So the Bulls have had their eyes on him, I should say, for a while. They know what they wanted from him, but I see the fit, <laughs> and, and that's the thing about now it. Now that he's I'm a like, couple okay. years older and has had an ACL tear, maybe he's going to lower his standards and <laughs> let, let the Bulls call him. <laughs> like, and he you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> Baby um, girl, I was wrong. Speaking of forwards who are 6'10 and can shoot, let's talk about Davis Bertans real quick. Bertans! Uh, also 6'10. What was he's his nickname? He's shooting what? Latvian Laser. Thank you. Mm. Latvian Laser. Uh, shooting nearly 42% from three nice this pick, season. Joey. Uh, but averaging just six minutes per game in 15 games played thus far this season. Mm. Uh, what, I mean, can you explain his lack of usage uh, so far, Will? I mean, he had a couple of good seasons with the Spurs. He moved mm -hmm. to the Wizards and put up some numbers. And then when he was traded to the Mavericks and then later OKC and now Charlotte, like he's just... I just don't think he's that good anymore. Mm. I think he kind of had some moments, and he can really shoot it. I he mean, can. really shoot it. He um, but he's 6'10". He can't really defend for threes or fives. He's very much a one-position defender. Yes. Um, he does have good size, so it's not like he's going to kill you there. But, um, I mean, he's just out there to shoot. I mean, he can come off screens. He can give you that movement shooting ability. Um, so, yeah, I think just a little bit less intriguing to me, but kind of along the same lines as as Gallo or Korkmaz uh, but I mean he really can shoot it and um, but the the fact that he kind of fell out of favor in Dallas even where yeah. you're basically getting served up 
wide open three point yes. attempts playing alongside Luca. Yes. It just I don't know. Something about that kind of rubs me the wrong way. You took the words right out of my mouth. Right there, dog. Like when you're playing with a guy who's looking for you to just be open and he will give you the basketball and you will have ample opportunity to score and you weren't doing it. Yeah. Like that that is a red flag to me right there. Um uh, I appreciate the laser. You know what I mean? I, I've seen him be hot, like especially when he was in Washington on, on that team. And I just don't see the fit on the Chicago Bulls. I talked about it uh, when we talked about Killian Hayes, mm-hmm. like being bad at all kind of three field goal, three point, and um, free throw. Like you see that he was bad at field goal, but the three point and the field goal were on point. You got that, right? But the Bulls need somebody who can come in and actually use the size that they have. They need somebody who could do that. They, they're not in a position to cheat defensively. They're not. They need somebody, if they're going to be that big, to come in and help the team along with getting them three-point shots on the other end. I don't care about the field goal percentage, but the three-point percentage is sexy. He's not there to take two-point right, shots. Right, exactly. It, come on, Will. He's not there to do those kind of things right there. He's there to get you those three-point shots. But on the other end, he's got to give you a little bit of something because especially if I'm going to have Vooch out there with you, you know, you've got to cheat. i got to cheat you on, on some of those possessions right there. And if teams know I can just go running right around you and score, that balance of a two for three is going to come into play real quick. So I, w- I would pass on I that. I would also add that he is currently on the Hornets and playing. So he yeah. he's also not been bought out yet. He okay. did play I mean, in the two point. games Charlotte has had since he got traded. Okay. Uh, but I think, you know, you're mentioning the defensive element to yes, it. Sir. And I think... Like, in a lot of ways, to me, versatility matters more than just size. Talk to me. Not saying you disagree, but just no, that's kind of my thought on it. Is what do like you mean by a, that? a guy like Bertans or Gallinari, they're going to give you height, but they can't really move. They can't switch. They can't slide over and protect the rim. They're just kind of there, and they're going to get hunted on the other end yes. in pick and rolls. Like, I would rather have a smaller guy that, like Ayo, for example, who's, you know, he's technically like a point guard, but he's not really a point guard on this team. He does not play point guard because he's out there with Kobe. He's out there with DeMar. He's playing off guard, but because he's so versatile, he's so strong, he's so long and fast, he's able to do a lot defensively and then can also give you some secondary creation. Like to me, you you obviously want that shooting, but the versatility defensively, I think matters almost as much as, you know, any of these offensive elements. But I think, uh, and even to add to that, Will, like I feel like some of the best players in the league aren't playing the same position as, uh, the Latvian laser yeah. right there. You There aren't many 6'10 dudes who are out there dominating you. And the ones we know, we know, you know, yeah. which are Jokic, which are uh, Embiid, and which are Giannis. You know what I mean? But just middle of the pack guys like that, they're usually, you know, forwards and guards yeah, mm-hmm. like that. So you need more of that kind of thing, and you can't cheat with that, especially when you can't play that defense at that position right He's there. a one-element player. Correct. And you kind of need to have a couple of different things. Absolutely right. Uh, we've got people on both sides in the comments. Optimistic Bulls fan saying no to Bertans. Dan pointing out that uh, Bertans did kill the Bulls uh, before. That's a bad reason he's, to get him. He's not. <laughs> I wouldn't say Davis Bertans is firmly on the Bulls killer all-time roster. He's not. He's had a couple of good games he's, against the has. Bulls, but I agree. Bad reason to get him. Yeah. How did Luke Cornett and Tony Bradley work out? Yeah, and, and uh, Sadoransky. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Flex Diggs, meanwhile, just saying, Jesus Christ, this list is awful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. You know why? Because it's the buyout candidate yes. list. Right, exactly. Because AK said, I want to remain competitive. Yes. And 
the buyer's market was too competitive. Come on, Matt. So we couldn't afford to add any talent Come to this on, roster. Matt. So we're going to have to settle by doing it on the buyout market instead of trades. And that is being competitive. Nah, couldn't have just said, hey, what about pivoting and becoming sellers and getting quality value for pieces that we have currently that other teams want? No, that would have made too much freaking sense. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm not super happy about talking about this buyout <coughs> list either. But that's the reality of where we are. Not our fault, Bulls fans. No, their fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, real quick. We're running out of time. Do we want to talk House or do we want to talk <coughs> Harris? Um, Harris. I think let's talk Harris. Yeah, he, he was the one that was kind of linked to the Bulls. Yeah. Casey Johnson mentioned him as somebody that the Bulls were talking about with the Zach Levine trade. Somebody who used to be a legit piece. And then sure. also um, after getting traded, he was traded, right? I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he, he's, was he bought out or was he traded? Uh, maybe bought out. I can't remember. One second, right. I'm checking right now. Second, but either way, he's been, he was cut. he's Will. been, Wait, he was waived. Joey say he, he was, was waived on deadline day. Mm -hmm. He just has not been good since his ankle surgery two years ago. Uh, six, six wing. He's 32 years old and he really was, you know, the prototypical Max Strews kind of movement My shooter God. type yes, that I was. think would fit really well. Um, Problem is, he just has not really had it over the last couple of years. I was talking to somebody over there in Detroit, and they Thanks. said, like, I said, you know, is he washed or is he injured? Or, like, why has he not been in the rotation with the Detroit Pistons, who really have been, like, craving floor spacing? And he was like, he had one good game, but he's just he's just not there anymore. It's just, he's, he seems, sounds like a really good guy and a great player. Yeah. Uh, great mentor, I should say. But yeah. um, just does not quite have that same level of play at this point in his career unfortunately yeah the second i heard he was available with i was like the boys are going to sign him it just felt like something they were going to get the numbers are depressing for a guy that we saw win a three-point shooting contest and actually you know why i remember it is because i picked him out of a hat and his name and it actually got me paid when we were doing bulls outsiders so shout out to joe harris for getting me some checks i appreciate you like that and, of course, like you mentioned, he, he fits certain profiles, being 6'6", you know, being a guy that's known as a shooter. And even the fact that he can't shoot well doesn't deter me because teams don't know that. All they know is that, oh, shit, Joe you gotta, Harris You got to be with him, yeah. Right. They're like, we got to stay on Joe Harris. And so it brings, you know, people away from him. But what deters me, that, that free throw shooting depresses me. <laughs> when I saw that that number right there for his free, free throw shooting, that depressed me a little. The field goal percentage, again, for a guy that's a three-point shooter, I don't even concern myself with. But the fact you got to get to the line sometimes, you know, because you can shoot, really depresses me. His 6'6 six, six frame is what you need. His age, you know, and, and being a veteran is kind of what you need. His three-point shooting, just his fear of it is kind of what you need. But he's got to knock some of that shit down. And he hasn't been able to do that. And on top of that, Matt, he's, the biggest he's thing. He's averaging one free throw attempt per game in his yeah, career. Yes. And on top of that, Matt. Who cares? The 50%, even at 1%, is still shitty. Regardless. It's still this, shitty. This season, in his 16 appearances for Detroit, he's averaging 0 0.1 free throw he, attempts just, per it's game. Still shitty is shitty. Matt, if you shoot one and you're a, a shooter, it's still shitty. He's, he's just one for two this year. Yeah. And That's he, still la shitty. Last I, year, he was 18 for 28. He's a career 77%. So 
I think just the, still, the lack of volume. Like that. I still is, don't like that, that you're 77% and you're a shooter. If you're a shooter, I expect you to be in the 80s and 90s, honestly. That's what I expect you to be. If you're a guy that can shoot threes, how do you shoot in the 70s? You shouldn't be shooting Joe Kim Noah's percentage. Hey, 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 All right? hey, 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 oh. Re- relax. <laughs> why you got to bring Joe into this? Calm yourself, all right? Relax. That's, that's a ridiculous comparison. How is it? Joe Kim Noah known as a shooter? No. All right, that's my a, point. He was not out there shooting threes. I know, but my point is you shouldn't be battling for him for, the, for a free throw percentage. But when you're known as a shooter. It's a moot point because he's not shooting free throws. But dude, who even, cares? Because even if you're known as a shooter, I still have to figure at the free at the okay. free throw line. I, that's my opinion. I, I I hear your point. I completely disagree. We with can that. disagree. That's fine. That's I, fine. like who gives a shit. That's that's fine. We I'm can disagree. shooting fifty percent from the free throw line on zero free throw right. attempts. Let him if get you fouled. Can hit, if you can hit from the three point line, then who cares? Let him get fouled at the three point line and go up there and miss that shit. All right. Miss all three. All right. Then what you gonna say? <laughs> All right. So, but my point is this. Like, Joe Harris just seemed like somebody the Bulls wanted to sign. All right. But the fact that he can't stay healthy either. Yeah. It's probably the biggest issue here. He is always injured. Always injured. Always injured. It's okay, though, Dave. The Bulls have the best medical staff in the NBA. <laughs> and, that, and that depresses me, even if. That depresses me. So it's the fact that Joe Harris can't stay healthy and the fact that he doesn't shoot a high three-point percentage. We can argue about the free throw percentage. Look at his three-point percentage, what he's supposed to be. It's not high at all, is it? It is not. So if he can't do that and he can't do those other things and he can't stay healthy, damn. Also, for the record, I was not advocating for the Bulls adding Joe Harris. I was just saying I don't give a crap about free throw percentage for right. a player who shoots it. no free throws. I think I think they took that. Uh, I am not advocating for the Bulls to sign any of these people. Right. Not Dan Wellhouse? Eh. Eh. Real quick. That's how I feel about him. Uh, he is on your list as well, Goat. Um, there you see quickly, if you're on YouTube, his stats. Another wing, potential buyout candidate. The James Harden running mate. Uh, yeah. 3D wing, <laughs> as uh, Will, you pointed out. Did he get kicked out of the bubble? A defender who you can't rely on for a whole yeah, lot of shooting, he right? He got kicked At out of the point, bubble, yeah. you're right. And, I mean, he's really been kind of like the Daryl Morey poster boy for, like, 3D yeah. wing that you want to have around a James Harden. Um, but Daryl Morey's even moved off of him. Yeah. So, I, I think his best days are behind him. I don't think he'd be bad. He's only 30 years old. But um, just, I think, if you want to get... A shooter in there, you got to get a shooter in there. And if you want to get a defensive player there, maybe you'd go for Daniel House. Yeah. I just also want to point out real quick, back to my free throw comparison. Oh, God. Steve <laughs> Kerr did not shoot more than 0.7%, 0.7 free throws a game. He still shot 86% from the free throw line. You think Max Drews My is point is, if you're a shooter, you're supposed to shoot well from there. He shoots ass. From the from the from the from the three from the uh, free throw line, dog. You still have to shoot better. He's seventy seven career, dude. Eighty six is what Steve Curry is. Zero point seven. It's a moot. Is his attempts? It's a moot. Zero point seven is his attempts. He shoots eighty six percent. You have to be that. Okay, so like in in tight game scenarios for the second three-peat Bulls, maybe you have Steve Kerr out there go down and knock down a crucial technical free throw. You gonna trust your hairs? No, I'm saying no. Joe Harris isn't taking that free throw. Joe like ha- Steve Kerr would because he's not the guy who's taken a critical technical free no, throw. My point late is in the close game. What? What? It, 
Did you not hear my point? I heard your point. I think it's completely moving I think moving we got to agree to disagree on this one, fellas. We can disagree on it, but I guarantee you if the dude gets fouled on a three-point shot at the end of a game and he's missing them damn free throws, that's going to come into play when you're shooting 50%. I sincerely hope that the Bulls do not find themselves in that situation. <laughs> but he's a shooter, true. right? He might yeah. be on the floor. It's such a specific niche argument for why not to like a guy. I just... That's, I gave you other reasons why I'm not to like I, him. I gave you many well, other yeah, reasons. Yeah, sure. I, just, just quick that, trivia. The fact that you're harping on that one is just why. Yeah, because you me. tried to crap on that one. Quick yeah, trivia. Exactly. Because it's I, wrong. Because I, you're wrong. No. I 50% or 86% no, is different. I am not. You are wrong. You care way too much you about this tiny, are wrong. little, irrelevant thing. Well, then why won't you admit you're wrong? Because I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's tiny and irrelevant. But I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm saying the thing that you're harping on is tiny and insignificant. But you're wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. We're out, we're out of time. Uh, if y'all want to numbers. and haven't done it yet, go read uh, that buyout market uh, column from our guy, the goat, on allchgo.com. There's more details in there and more of Goat's thoughts. Good stuff. Uh, we are back tomorrow. Bulls back in action. Their last game before All Star break. Taking on the hot Cleveland Cavaliers. Hot. Uh, yikes. Fuego. 6.30 Central tip-off. They're on ESPN tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. We were I so excited. I won't say until pregame tomorrow what I want to see happen uh, on a nationally televised Oh, really? Game. We don't know what that feels when it wants to happen. Really? Yeah, gonna keep oh, on, I'm shocked. Going to keep on. Oh, my God, guys. Join you us guys. for pregame tomorrow, 6 o'clock Central time. In the meantime... AllCHGO.com is where you can find Will's writing. It's also where you can find our merch locker. Grab the new Sub-Zero design. Available in the tee and the hoodie now. Follow Will. Will underscore golly. Big day. Bow. B-A-W-L sports. Bow. To hear all about how critical free throws and free throw percentages. Uh-huh. Wait, you're, you're uh, what they hear. It's not important. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you can follow yeah, Will's on four pack if you uh-huh. want to hear about how free 50% throws are 50% is awesome for Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. CHGO underscore Bulls is our uh, team Twitter handle. Um, and uh, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow for pregame. Hit that mm-hmm. like on your way out if you haven't done it yet. Appreciate you, and uh, talk to you soon. You're up, you good. American cork pies.